I'm Aaron Schachter, and this is The World. We are one week into the 2012 Summer Olympics in London, and what a week it's been. China and the United States continue to battle it out in the race for the most medals. On the American side, we've seen U.S. swimmer Michael Phelps become the most decorated Olympian of all time. And we watched Gabby Douglas wow the world by winning gold in the women's all-around gymnastics competition. This weekend, attention turns to London's Olympic Stadium, which has been pretty quiet since the opening ceremony. Our man in London is Alex Galifant, and he joins me now. Alex, we've got the uh, track and field events kicking into high gear this weekend. I imagine everyone is eagerly anticipating seeing the fastest man and the fastest woman in the world get crowned. The race for the the crown of fastest man on earth is is particularly enticing. That's on Sunday evening. It's all about two Jamaicans. Uh, Usain Bolt, he won the gold in Beijing un- unbelievably fast four years ago. But there's a young pretender, another Jamaican, Johan Blake. Will he take the crown? What else is getting you excited this weekend? In Britain, the big event this weekend is the women's heptathlon. One of the favourites is the British athlete Jessica Ennis, and she's now a huge star in the UK. And the roar she got this morning as the heptathlon got underway was just incredible. Now, Alex, it's of course no big deal that one of Great Britain's most popular athletes is a woman, but that's not the case in in many parts of the world. In fact, these games have seen the debut of women from countries that haven't sent female athletes before. That's right. And today we saw the first woman ever to compete for Saudi Arabia at the Olympic Games. She's a 16-year-old judo player named Wujan Shahani. And she's been on quite a journey to get here. Before the Games, Saudi authorities tried to block any women from taking part in the Olympics for the Saudi team. Then the International Olympic Committee pressured the Saudis into changing their minds. But then it looked like Shahani might not compete at all because judo's governing body said she couldn't wear a head covering for safety reasons. And she had to wear a head covering for religious reasons, but she did compete. Right. In the end, she wore a safety cap, which is a, a compromise. But then she was quickly beaten by an opponent from Puerto Rico. But she was there. Alex, uh, it's good to see that gender barriers are beginning to break down in Olympic sports. But there will always be controversies. They are as certain as gold medals. Actually, there's a fun story about a brouhaha I wanted to share with you. It's about the 400 metres final that took place at the 1908 Games, which were also held in London. Four runners, one British and three American. The British hosts set all the rules and they provided all the race officials and they set the track up without lanes or strings separating the runners. Now, during the race, one of the Americans, the favourite... As he ran, he moved in front of the British runner, like into his lane, although there weren't any lanes. And as the Olympic historian Janie Hampton told me, the partisan British crowd did not like that. They booed their fury, and after much argument with the American officials, the British signalled a foul. The American favourite was disqualified, and so the plan was to rerun the race without him a few days later with the remaining three. But the American team thought this was all a nefarious British conspiracy, and they just refused to run again. So Halswell, representing Great Britain, entered the 400-metre final on his own. He ran as fast as he could against himself, and he won the gold medal. You nasty Brits. It's 1908, Aaron. Let it go. (laughs) Finally, Alex, I believe you have some more Olympic-themed poetry, which we've talked about earlier in the week, to share with us. 
Yeah, and you know, with all the Olympian performances coming up over the weekend, you know, incredible feats of athleticism, I, I thought it'd be fun to pay homage to the amateur athletes out there. And this is part of a, a poem called Great North. It refers to a wet and windy cross-country race in the north of England. It's by the poet Colette Bryce, and it's read by Claire Redcliffe. Usain Bolt, we are not, by a long shot, wired to our iPods, we are your average middle-aged bipeds, half-trained, stiff-hinged, pegging up the course, as lightly overtaken by a pantomime horse, on to the finish and vitality, fleeing those intimations of mortality. We've got more Olympic poetry online at theworld.org. Alex Galifant, as always, thank you so much. Thanks, Aaron.